Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West. Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that help shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A Mazda. Host Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, free-form discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got caught. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn. I don't even know where we're where we're going yet. Yeah. So where would you like to go? Where would I like to go? I'd like to go anywhere, man. I'd like to be called to the grand adventure. I'd like to get into my car, into my plane, into my spaceship, and just out into the great beyond. But but really, what the call to adventure is, you've, you've got to have a plan. There's got to be an objective to what you're doing. It's not just showing up to the adventure. Hey, I'm going to the Grand Canyon. It's, I'm going to climb down inside it. I'm going to raft the river. I'm going to find somebody that's missing. I'm going to achieve something great. We're going to go down the, we're going to go down the trail. We're going to get to the, uh, the Cactus Gardens, which are the kind of the famous turning point if you're making your way down there as a Boy Scout. Uh, once you get to the Cactus Gardens, the gr- ground begins to kind of level out. It's a very long walk still, but you're no longer on an incline. Once we get past the, uh, the Cactus Gardens, we can then make our way to the river and do exactly what you're talking about, which is that whitewater raft which, by the way, there's now a list for. In order to kind of go whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon now, you've actually got to be on a waiting list because it is such a hot ticket, as sure. it were. It's a really it's good It's a point. years-long sort of thing. It's a really good point and a good place to begin our conversation here on Cargo Cults. I am Jimmy Mack. I'm Justin Wellborn. And we are talking about the movies, moments, sometimes music, uh, sometimes magic that actually um, helped kind of shape both trucking culture and, on a bigger scale, uh, the American obsession with being on the move, being on the go and going places and the going and the doing as a a late friend of mine once said he goes that's the really important thing it's the going and the doing i kind of wanted to open this up and i'll buy you time because this is kind of an ambush question in your own life can you look at moments in your own life we ask our listeners this on the dave nemo show and dave nemo weekends this all the time is there a call to adventure moment a genuine you and i've had a couple of micro ones but can you think of any big call to adventure moments in your own life because i think it's a really good point you make there's got to be a plan it isn't just like going we should go to california uh and then and then right we should we should go to california and get an apartment and make sure we both have jobs. And once we have those jobs, get some headshots made and start auditioning for things. Not my plan. That's a plan. But it is a plan that I followed also. It is a plan. You know? But yeah. can you think about in your own life, either as a kid, because sometimes there are moments as a kid where we have, I mean, stand by me. There's a, you know, there's, sure. there's a tangible objective. Find, find the body, body, bring it back, and we'll probably get a reward. We'll it, be in the paper. We'll be in the paper. We'll be heroes. We'll be heroes just for one day. Right. So can you think of any moments in your life, either as an adult or as a kid? kid growing up where there was a really clear ringing call to adventure. I've got to say, after college, I spent some time in Seattle and I realized that I was kind of just spinning my wheels and 
I was being called someplace else. I, I wasn't in the relationship that I wanted to be at the time. I wasn't doing anything career-wise that I wanted to do. What I was following was kind of my poetic muse, and that one kept calling me west. I It's the first time I moved out to the west coast, and I just had to keep going. And I ended up living in Thailand, and I realized that I, I'd gotten a job there, and I'd gotten settled, but really what I wanted to do was travel to prove that I could, that I could be anywhere and become the person that I felt like was inside me but hadn't manifested yet. And that took me to Laos. It took me to Nepal and climbing Himalayan mountains and passes and going places uh, to India and back home. And I realized when I got back that, I mean, for lack of better words, I was a man. I could be dropped anywhere in the world and I could survive. I could say please and thank you and ask for the bathroom and the food and how much things were and just make my way in the world. And that had been a call to adventure that I knew any jobs that I took, much like jobs I've taken along the way here in acting, are, are, are just means to an end. There's something that is in the way that I have to do, I'm obligated to do so that I can go through the world and and get to the greater mountain, to the journey, to find a vision, to find. And really, I was the thing at the end of it that I was looking for. And I did know that free. at the time. I needed to be free, but I needed to be free of things like the expectations of what my parents had thought I was going to be and what society thought I was going to be. And, you know, you're 25 years old. It's a perfect time for finding Quarter, those things. life, and crisis. Luckily, that's what I got. And and when I got back to America, I knew that it was it was time to begin this next phase. I had I had truly done a full circle in my life and it completed and I felt like I had the capability to go on with things. And I I still credit that's over 20 years ago and I still credit that as one of the most defining times of my life. The things I saw there, the things I attempted. So that was one of my great calls to adventure and I've had many since then but but that was kind of at the right time where you you still felt like Luke Skywalker. You still felt like you could just drop everything and go into the world and and just go see things, meet people, get to the top of the mountain or or, or to ride that river, you know. Let me ask you this question, follow-up mm-hmm. question. Since we've been living in this world for the last couple of weeks uh, on cargo cults, uh, since we've actually been looking at 13, 12, 16, 17 <laughs> steps that are part of the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell and the other first people... one's admitting that you're having a hero's quest. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Jimmy Mack, and I'm on a hero's quest. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. Good to see you. Um, I, was, I was curious, having kind of lived here for a couple of weeks, last couple of months, do you begin to see more parts of your life through this filter? I mean, you you just gave a beautiful through the filter of a hero's journey. Other than uh, of being on, other than not including both the the siren temptress and the goddess muse, you've pretty much included everything in regards to the steps in the story you just told. And and sure. Peter yeah. Stark, the the author of uh, the Last Empty Places, he and I have talked about the idea of being mindful about the hero's journey because if you're aware of it, you can actually check into it and maximize the opportunities of each step along the way. Sure, I and, think. I think I was more naturally that way at 25 years old. I was following the muse inside of me. I was following that that innate call, you know. And as we get older, we may be more aware of it or putting the words to it. But we're also a bit more cautious, you know. You're becoming the mentor 
to to other people. You're becoming the one that has the experience that can look at somebody that's 22 and about to jump into this great life thing and go, this is great. I think you should absolutely do this. By the way, keep your money in the front pockets. <laughs> you know, give give them give them some life advice. And pay for life. me and pay for me you to know? come along so I can teach you the ways of the force as well. That's really important too. Um, <laughs> I had on Captain Dave from Wicked Tuna a couple of months ago. Every time that a new season of Wicked Tuna comes out on National Geographic, uh, their publicist lines up a number of like the most popular of the characters. One of them is exactly my age, which pretty much puts them just a little bit older than you because I'm we're pretty much exactly the same age and he had this moment where he was pretty much washed out he was kind of done uh his boat had taken damage uh his tuna business had taken damage he was going to go back to battling bed bugs in New Jersey that was kind of it and then a friend of his gave him a call and said that I've got this boat, this uh, you know, this this fishing boat uh, down here in Florida. I don't know anything about fishing boats, but I think I can make a go as a charter. But I I, I can only do it if I have somebody who knows what they're doing. Which would, would you come down here and help me out? I swear he said something to me at 51 years of age. I was galvanized. He said, you know, Jimmy. I had one more left in me. And that's something we've talked about. Yeah, one more absolutely. left in you, too. And that's a really big thing, too, the idea of one more. And that's kind of the difference between Bandit and um, and and uh, Jerry Reed's characters. Oh, I, yeah, it's Snowman. Yeah, Snowman, yeah, yeah, Bandit yeah, yeah. and Snowman. I, didn't, I was going to say Snowball. I'm like, no, that's Top Gun. I was wondering if we were jumping movies there. No, no, yeah, but yeah, Bandit yeah. and Snowman are kind of like... They're buddies. Yeah, I mean, right. and remember, even though they're in their late 30s in that movie, that's just the 70s, so they're in their 50s. Because you can see, like, Burt Reynolds and Jerry <laughs> Reed look like they're in their late 40s, early 50s because of how hard they've been living life. They're not. Right. But I I, I bring this up because we are talking about um, uh, Smoking the Bandit, Star Wars, The Rescuers, and to some degree we'll get to it, Suspiria. But what's interesting to me about the call to adventure is I think that tangible thing you talk about is what really makes it possible. The idea that I, I want to be free takes you nowhere. I want to rescue the princess takes you somewhere. Absolutely. I want to get the beer. Yeah. You've got to have the goal. You've got it. You've got to have a hard objective. And some are more noble than others. Some are truly more about discovery. Some are about, I'm going to get to the top of this mountain. I'm going to defeat the empire. Or we've got to save this girl. And the $80,000, when I, I keep coming back to the fact that it, it's, it's kind of, of a capitalist romp. It's a lot of money. You know? it, it, I know it's a lot of money. and we're going to, But we're going to risk incarceration. And we're going <laughs> to They almost give through. it up. Police infest it right there at the end, like three miles for the end, and Smokey and the Bandit, they're like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And uh, and that's when the people have to show up and when, you know, Snowman really puts the... Be bold and mighty forces will rally to you. You know what I'm saying? they are. I mean, that really, there's a whole bunch of Iron John, there's an Iron John moment at the end of Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit where it's like, I'm not going down like that. And no then when the community rallies. To right. them, which, of course, goes back to my original question. What happened with the police? When do we all become so pro-police, man? Seven 70s and 80s, people couldn't wait to stick it to the man. I mean, you re- you you had a, you had a consensus, but if hippies and rednecks didn't agree on anything, a dislike of the police seemed to be it. Seemed to be right, it, and right, that right, has right. seemed. And I, I, my second part of that theory, by the way, is that you know Charlie Daniels' career really speaks to this because he's like standing up to the police and hates the man, and him and Greg Allman giving him a finger. And I think this immense amount of guilt for not having served in Vietnam. Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cult. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com. 
www.thepowerhouse.com.